0: Hello, and this is Buke from the Nine Circles podcast blog audio thing, here with another interview. This time I'm joined by Luca Indrio, the bass player and vocalist of Bay Area death metal band Necrot. How's everything going today, brother? Everything's going fine. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Hey, uh, first off, I have to jump right off the bat. Bay Area Metal Band. You uh, sure picked one hell of a place to uh, live and uh, start trying to forge your own uh, band in. There's definitely been a uh, long list of bands to come out of the Bay Area.
1: Totally. I always felt like this would have been a good place. Mostly <laughs> like my, uh, I just wanted a place where I knew I could find the people that really want to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt I felt like, you know, this could have been the place and
0: I was right. <laughs> you know, God, you, you look back, you know, decades long now. It's not like you're uh, in, let's just say, like Salt, Salt Lake City and you're uh, trying to make it as a metal band. <laughs> uh, we we are talking here it's uh july 22nd right now uh you guys second album mortal is set to uh, release next month uh, uh on the, 20, on the 28th yep yep i'm telling you but you guys burst onto the scene with blood offerings i'm telling you what fans like myself and i know others around the world are going to be excited to hear this how uh how have, how have things shaped up for the uh, release of Mortal coming out?
1: Well, we, we have been doing like a long 3 year of like, uh, you know, uh, getting people excited about it. The thing is, like, we had a total different plan about this album because we were going to start promoting it like in March and put it out like in May. Okay. And, like, uh, and then go on tour. Or like, uh, you know, we were going to be on tour while the album comes out and then finish the tour and go to Europe and keep touring, and then we uh, we were going to go to South America and keep touring. But that, uh all the shows got canceled. because yeah, you know, look, I,
0: it, is, it is almost like something of a global pandemic it happened to hit the world. Shows and stuff, <laughs> it's, it's, and the it world seems like it. Flip, flip it might, on, might be. <laughs> might,
1: I have to go look more into it, but that might be. <laughs> But yeah, no, what, what happened is that like, You know, since we didn't have the urgency to put out the record, initially we canceled the release day and we were like, you know, let's wait a couple of months to see if this thing blows up. You know what I mean? Eventually it's not as bad as they say and everything goes back to normal and instead of going on tour in June, we'll go on tour in September. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then the moment we realized that this was not going to happen in a short period of time... We decided to just move, like you know, the record from coming out at the beginning of June. Sorry, not May. We moved it to August, and we were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna do like a three months pre-roll, where like you know, we play a preview of a song and then another, and, it's, and we get people excited, and we talk about the record." Because it's like for a band, it's so important to stay relevant. You know what I mean? And okay. it's like the best way, the best way to do that. Is to go on tour. It's, it's to, go on touring, 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 is to go on tour. and Tour. Is to go on tour and tour and tour and tour. And we have that's what we've done till now. But like now that this happened, we were like, you know, let's use this record instead of putting out, you know, announcing it and release it after a month. Let's announce it and release it after three months. So we get to do something for three months. You know what yeah. I mean? Of like, you know, you know,
0: Luca, That's an interesting point you you bring up. Trying to stay. I, I don't want to use the word. Relevant because uh, in the metal world, you guys have definitely uh, hit the ground running, and people know your your guys' name. Uh, but how? Because I've seen bands doing like live streams of concerts. There's bands on Twitch. There's bands on YouTube doing shows. Have you guys talked as a group that hey, we're about to release our second album. We need to try and do something for the fans. Have there been talk of probably putting on? A, a live stream concert or something?
1: We, yeah, we talked about it, and none of us is that excited by the idea. Okay, we are very much you know old school mentality. It's like we hate to be having to do all this social media shit. I mean, we do it because <laughs> it's important. No, we do it because it's important. But for us, it's like we go on tour. That's what we, we are. A hard working band. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. for us, it's like we put out a new record. and We want to play 200 shows this year. And yeah. that's how we. That's how we work.
0: You didn't so right uh, sign like, up to be in the metal band to sit here talking to to me.
1: And it's like, you know, you know there is a reason why, and it's like for us, is also like we're not a band that like goes on tour and plays the show and stays in the back in the uh, backstage room. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we're always at our merch table. We're selling our own merch, we're talking with the fans, we're smoking weed with them, we're drinking with them, we're taking pictures, we're doing whatever, you know what I mean? So we do have a Uh, direct contact with our fans you know every year just going you know and then you recognize faces and like you know you see some of the same people some new people but it's like for us that's the way of like being in contact with our fans is like actually going there and play the show and and, you know and talk with them and right now it's like it's good to do like you know it's not true that we hate to do this social media shit like we hate it in comparison of what playing a show is and living the thing in direct person like you know but we still want to you know the social media is like, it's useful to stay in contact with your fans, even if you're like, you know, because people write us messages on Facebook and be like, hey, your album was great, or they have questions or whatever, and you can still answer there, but it's like, it's really not the same thing. It's like, also because it's like, for me, one of the reasons why I, I choose to be a musician, so I always wanted to, and like, before I worked in restaurants, it's like I never wanted to work in front of a computer. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, i get you. <laughs>
1: So it's like now we have to do a little bit of that. That is fine, but, but definitely look, yeah, our our plans had to change. But like, yeah, we're not that exciting about doing like a show that is like online because it's like there is tons of videos of us playing on YouTube, and it's like, well, you're gonna charge people to watch you play on the screen? Is like, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I have had I I've, I've, right. I've
0: had varying uh, thoughts on that because you know as a I, I do this podcast in a, a blog to just, I'm a I'm a fan first. I'm a fan of you guys first. And I'm doing this because I want to get you guys out to the world. But I, you know, from a fan's point of view, in times like these, I think a lot of fans are are trying to find whatever ways possible to help artists. So I think maybe that's why some people are... are... I see
1: what you say. saying. No, totally. It's like, it's true, but like you know, we have a new album for sale, so people can buy our album directly exactly. from the band if they want to support us. To us, is like we don't want to spoil our live show with the new songs on the internet because as soon as we can, we're gonna make sure that everybody that wants to see it will be able to.
0: Ah, uh, we're okay.
1: actually gonna go. You know, we're actually gonna go on tour as soon as this is over and actually play those songs live. Like you know. It's I, I don't believe in, like, watching a, a band on a screen, you <laughs> know. You know, you know it's you know, it is,
0: It's it's going to be uh, uncharted uh, territory moving forward because I saw some people say that don't expect, like, I, me living here in Maryland, I go to Maryland Death Fest every year. Right, um, people
1: are like, don't expect anything for two, three years, exactly. or ten
0: years, whatever. But, like, you know, always all
1: speculation. Nobody knows shit. But like it's like, to me, it's like you know. You know to me, it's like <laughs> to me, it's like if things don't go back to normal and we still can't tour, I ra- I still rather uh, write a new album, another album, <laughs> than, than be playing shows on the internet. Exactly. Hey. To, me, to me, it's like that energy that I get when I'm on stage in front of people is like I cannot get it if I don't have anybody in front of me. Yeah. So now that the, the show is not gonna be the real show. It's like you know. I think this thing is appealing maybe for bands that don't have. Plans of going on tour that much, or we're, or or we're not doing it. I don't know that they're like, oh, now I can play and everybody can see it. And then to me, it's like, no, it's gonna be like a half less than a half. It's gonna be like the experience of being compared to the experience of being there is gonna be like a twenty twenty percent satisfaction.
0: Okay, now I wanted to ask you this: you and Sonny and and Chad have a long history. All all three of you guys have been in a number of bands. Like I know Sonny... I'm a huge Saviors fan. I know. Oh, right. I absolutely, you want to talk about a hidden gem of a band. I think Saviors is, is that they fucking Um, You know, Chad and you had time in Uh, You know, fans have known you guys. If they don't directly know you, they've known your guys' music for, for years. How did, uh, how how did the three of you guys come to form uh, your current band here?
1: Well, what happened is like with Chad, is like I met him because my old band, Acephalics, that was 2010 or 11. My band Acephalics uh, played a show with this old band that was called Braxers in a squat in Auckland. And uh, we were looking for, uh, we were about to go on a European tour, not exactly about, but like we were like six months away from going to a European tour with Acephalics. Which we is amazing. Runner. First
0: off, sorry to interrupt you. Your last album but with them Desecration off a of twenty bucks spin? Oh Decreation. Yeah, Dec de- Dec decreation, I'm sorry. Oh, I love,
1: that, <laughs> That's album. Okay. love
0: you, that damn album, man.
1: Thank you. But like basically we were looking for a drummer because a drummer of H just had a baby. So he couldn't come to Europe. So we're trying to find a drummer to to just tour a touring drummer for Europe. And we tried out Chad that he was like playing with Braxes because we saw him play for this band that opened up for us and then it, and he was like 19, so we tried okay. out, and he and he was really good. But then we ended up going with another guy. We ended up going with the drummer of uh, Black Brass, Jamie Byron. He mm-hmm. like an insane drummer, and also someone who has been on tour, a lot. like you know what? It was just more of a reliable choice for us. Not that Chad didn't didn't do good, you know what I mean? Yeah. When we tried him out, and uh, so but we were impressed by Chad. So it's like uh, I wanted to start uh, something with him. I was like, let's keep playing. And Kyle, the guitar player of Acephalics at the time, we were both like, oh, fuck it, let's, let's, let's start a band with Chad anyway, because this, this guy is really good at the drums. So we started this project that ended up turning into Necro and like, uh, I wrote two songs and Kyle wrote two songs and we were practicing them. And then eventually Kyle ended up uh, also flaking on the Acephalics European tour. So then we had to replace him, too, to go to Europe with Acephalics, kind of last minute. And this was, uh, you know, at the very beginning of like Necra, We didn't even have the band name yet. And like uh, in a span of like a month or two, then when Kyle decided not to go for the European Acephalics tour, we decided not to play with him me and Chad mm. Because you know what I mean? Because we were starting that band to be like, you know, a three piece that goes on tour all the time. Yeah. We always we always had that idea in mind. You know what I mean? So it's like the moment that Kyle cancelled on the Felix too we were like, you know, we told him we were like, you know, you're not what we need. So then we only kept the two songs that I wrote that they
0: ended up being our first demo. Okay. Okay. Now I I have to ask you, you know, I'm I'm not one to uh, Go back and you know talk too much about history because every other boring interview in the world asked about those boring <laughs> questions and stuff like like that. But I, I have to ask, you know, in this in this day and age, with uh, there's so many bands that come out and stuff like this. Blood Offerings, when it came out, a lot of the people there was a lot of talk around the metal world like, wow, this album. Is yeah, amazing. but
1: th- think of, think about uh, like you know, Blood Offerings came out six years after the band was formed. So it was like our first real album came out after six years. And in those six years, we
0: like
1: released three tapes had a compilation. We traded those tapes. And it's like since 2013 that Sony uh, joined the band, we have been touring a lot with all the fucking underground bands that were around back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like by the time Blood Offerings came out, we have already been a band six, six years and an active touring band for four years. Okay. So, it's like, so, you know, there was a lot of buzz around our first strike here, but it was, you know. But then you're like, hey, guys,
0: you know, you're, you're, you're over there in the corner. Like, look, we've actually been here, you
1: know. <laughs> look at us. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and then, so, it's like, you know, when Blood Offerings came out, there was already a lot of buzz in the underground for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we were already established in the underground. We still haven't done anything that was, like, you know, more mainstream. That happened after Blood, blood Offerings that we started touring with, like, you know, suffocation, uh, Black Dahlia Murder, Exhumed, Cannibal course, Morbid Angel, the Decibel Beer Metal Fest, Power of the Rift. Then, then, then we started doing all this kind of, like, more mainstream stuff. And that's what's opened up uh, to, you know, more people. Because it's like, you know, people that follow the underground are still... A limited number compared to, like, you know, the whole people that actually listen to extreme metal.
0: Now, now, so it's like we. You...
1: So <laughs> oh, sorry, but go, go ahead. No, no, go. No, that, that's it. Yeah. That's I, it. I was.
0: I was going to ask you when did you, when? But you know, the the fans there though who followed you from the the start that's that's pretty awesome because you know it's it, it's cool to have a band who you can be a fan of, or, or like your guys' self, that they can, you know, they believed in you guys when your first demos were coming out, then your compilation, and then to see the success that Blood Offerings was, I'm sure you guys had some fans there right from the start who were trying to tell people, look, I was trying to tell you guys years ago. That oh, yeah, all, totally, were- Absolutely. I mean,
1: it's like, it's true. It's like, I mean, it's like the buzz that we created for ourselves in the first few years just by releasing these tapes by ourselves and trading them and touring and playing live. Because we were we were always pretty good live, you know, even at the beginning. It's Like, we've always put out a great show. So people were always impressed by our show. So it's like that helps. It was like touring along And like, you know, the word of mouth does does a lot.
0: Now, like, what yeah, we do you... Got... Sorry. No, no, go for it. I was going to ask you, but what... Luca, what what do you you think? Because you know in this world of metal and the extreme music we we love. There, you know, not a lot of bands are reinventing the wheel. You you see a lot of genres. You know, over time rise and fall. Like you know, like I remember one for a while there the symphonic black metal stuff was really big, and then you know a lot of your like cavernous death metal. You know, for was like the flavor of the month there, and then. You know, Death and was the flavor of the month. What? Sure. You know, you know how I look at, at you guys and why I think you guys have been so successful? That you guys are like that, That uh, to use a, a nice analogy, even though we're talking about metal, you guys are that, that nice, evil, warm blanket. That's just a real simple three-piece death metal band that plays heavy and they play it well. Thank you. That that I think you guys just get, have gotten back to the roots of what metal is and I think that's what led, led to your success so so well. Yeah. Was it always at the, the start? Did you when 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 you and Sonny talked about this, was, was a three piece always what you guys wanted to do?
1: Yeah, well me and Chad me and Chad, the drummer we started in, like we all we, we always wanted to be a three piece, but we waited to find the right guitar player because it was okay. like, I was tired of being like screwed by people in my past experiences in other bands of putting a lot of work. And then when you actually get to do things, when they're actually offering you a 40 day straight tour, then people start backing up or people start backing up after doing it once or twice. They're like, I don't want to do this again because like, you know, the, the life on the road is, is rough. So it's like, you need, uh, we need, we knew we needed to find the right person and like, you know, uh, Sony, it turns out, we, we knew that Sony was going to be the right person. But like, the the right time needed to come around because it's like other people offered, but we, we turned them down. But like, yeah, there was always a plan beside, behind Necra of, of like, you know, of doing a band, uh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. No bullshit. Zero bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> because it's, like, it's true. It's, like, because ultimately, it's, like, if you want to be a musician, if you want to play music seriously, you're going to have to dedicate your life to it. You know what I mean? It's, like, you're not going to have, like, a... It's, like, you know, going on tour often, especially when you're not making any or not much money initially. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's you pro- have to have survive. Because because but like, it,
0: it, it, it probably sucks.
1: Well, the thing is that it's, like, you influence your own life. Because it's, like, it, what happens is that it's, like, You still have to work a lot and uh, you also have to maintain very low life conditions back at home because you cannot afford anything more than like a room in the ghetto, pretty much. Yeah. If you want to be a band that goes on tour. And also, like, you know, you often can't even afford to have a girlfriend, sincerely, when you're traveling all the time. So it's like you know, it's like it comes with some sort of sacrifices, you know what I mean? And you're gonna go through those sacrifices for a year before eventually, maybe you know what I mean? Things starts getting better. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, Luca, that that is such an interesting. <laughs> I'm 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 glad that that you touched on that because I remember I interviewed a band years ago and they're like, yeah, when we're back home, we don't have TV, we don't have you know really internet. We we just, we got like the bare essentials like at at home, like. We're eating basically like cans of beans for dinner and stuff, but they but wouldn't that, that's be on why, the that, road. Right.
1: That's why Auckland is always, like, you know, we have gone on tour like uh, bringing canned food with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, like uh, being in Auckland has always been awesome because it's like, uh, it was so cheap to live here. You know what I mean? For the longest yeah. time, I was, I was paying $300 a month for a room. There was like a few blocks from the practice space. So it was like, it was an excellent place for, like, artists and whatnot. And it's, like, the reason why we're still here, or at least myself, is because, like, I have a very old rent under yeah, rent I, control. I, 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 it
0: is so funny you mention that. With the virus and stuff going on, I got a friend who lives in Berkeley right now. The guy's right. been laid off for, like, ten months or something, or four, four months or something. Right. But he's, like, the only reason I'm able is to still live in this place is I've had rent control here for the last like seven years.
1: Totally. <laughs> but like at the same time, you know what I mean? I'm I'm like I'm in a room in an apartment with roommates and there is no perspective whatsoever of
0: privacy in that situation.
1: But this is still like you know, this is for me it's like you know, I've lived in places with like six people and two dogs and one bathroom, you know what I mean? I've lived in a place Ow. where the where the windows wouldn't close and the landlord wouldn't fix them so then it would get cold and stuff like you know what I mean so this place is great compared to like you know places where I've lived in the past but like at the same time it's like you know you do have to make sacrifices too if you want to be a touring musician and you're gonna to have to maintain yourself through another job oh, until, until maybe through another job and through living really cheaply like you know yeah. let's be real and it's like you know, until maybe one day you're making a little more money that you know that then you don't have to have another job.
0: <laughs> thank you, you know, thank, 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 you for for sharing that, Luca. You know, is is there really quick to touch on before we get to talk about the new album? Was there, has there been a, a point, uh, maybe a show you've done or a festival where did you ever walk on stage or finish the set? And like, just think to yourself, Luca, look at you, 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 you fucking did it. Like, this is, or, or is that even every time you go on stage?
1: Well, the thing is, that is like, for us, has been such like a, um, a progress, a steady progress with the band that we didn't end up like, you know, from a day to another on stage with Cannibal Corpse. you know what I yeah. mean? So it's yeah. Like, it was, it was never, like, there was never, like, that shocking moment, but there has definitely been, like, moments where you realize what you're doing and are you being successful at it. Where, like, you know what I mean? There's been moments where we have looked at each other and, we're like, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, and we're doing it because it's, like, we always wanted to do it. And it's, like, as I told you, it's, like, you know, it takes years of sacrifices to try and do this. And it's, like, it takes people that are crazy enough to, to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, like... Especially in the United States, and especially here in the Bay Area, it's like one thing is like you know if you're born like in uh, maybe somewhere Northern Europe where you you get money or whatever I don't know where life is simpler then it's like oh okay I can do a band you know and it'll be like a hobby and eventually it becomes a job. But here it's like you know what I mean. You really have to make sacrifices and and life choices to to make it happen. And then but yeah, dude, it's like you know when we played like you know we have played some shows that is like. To me, it's like, uh, I don't know, when I was watching it, like, you know, when I was younger watching VHS's of, like, Sepultura playing in front of a bunch of people going insane, and then it's like, you know, we have experienced that, you know what I mean, with having 600 or 1,000 or 1,500 people in front of us, and people are going insane, and the show is sick. And that's, like, you know, something that, like, you don't uh, really expect it to happen when you start playing. I remember the first time that, like, with one of my first bands that I had in Florence, when I was like 16, they asked us to play a show in a different city, okay? Okay. And I remember, even just that, to me, when I was 16, that they were like, we're gonna go play in a show in a different city. To me, I was like, fuck, we are a real band, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) 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 But
1: like, for real, it's like, you know, that's where you start, you start from there. That you're about to go play an hour away from your city in front of 20 people in the shitty squad and you realize I'm a band, <laughs> you know, for, I'm a real yeah. band, because we're, you know what I mean? And it's like now it's like, you know, this slow progress that has been going on through all my life. And it's like my understanding of how to do things comes from failure, you know what I mean? comes from failing in Italy, it comes from uh, partially failing with acephalics, you know what I mean? That like we put so much work the first few years that I was here to get okay. to the point that we were able to do so much shit and then people, like, you know, decided but, not to want it, to do but, it.
0: But, now you talk about failing. The one thing that you you can't fail at, has your family ever allowed you to fail in the kitchen when it comes to cooking?
1: What about it? Do you have I, a grandmother
0: or a mother who you would break their heart if you failed in the kitchen?
1: no. no no. No, but like i I, i'm a pretty good cook though okay i always i always cook for myself i i I rarely eat outside
0: i got you i got you when growing up as a as a kid in in florence how was how was the scene growing up there were you getting exposure to a bunch of Swedish, Spain, where, you know, you're in the Bay Area mm. now, where you get
1: Look, to, no, to because it's the like, testament and the player. No, Italy is kind of like, you know, being such a long peninsula, you know, it's like if you start driving down, the only way back out of Italy is, like, driving a shitload of free. You know, you got to backtrack all the way to get out of it, unless you're going to take a ferry, you know, to, like, some other place. But, like, uh, the thing is that it's like in Italy you don't get – you get – some touring bands in the north, Milan and Bologna, but like Florence is already a little bit too south. Because like okay. bands like bands like to stay, they like to stay in the north, close to the border with the rest of Europe, so that they can play a couple of shows in Italy, two or three or two, and then go back up in Europe. You know what I mean? Shows like we would get like shows, but it was like you know that's why I was telling you is like we couldn't be picky, you know. There's an hardcore band that wants to play great. There is a punk band that wants to play great. There is, uh, you know, everything that is not the U, because in Italy there is a lot of, like, uh reggae, dancehall. Or yeah. There is, like, uh techno. These are the shit that, like, brings people out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's like, for us, it was like, you know, there is a punk rock band that wants to play. and We're like, great, let's do it. There is an hardcore okay, band how about, great. Okay, there is how a, about if, a if fresh the metal girl. band. let Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, was, like, you know, different. totally power metal, uh, punk, crust, punk rock, uh, anything. Uh, hardcore grind bands, thrash metal, uh, some death metal band, uh, black metal, weird project. It's like everything that was a little, you know, different, you know, we would try and, 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 and organize it, you know, and okay. we'd have shows in this squad. So I grew up like, you know, exposed to like uh, all these different alternative or not more aggressive music. But, like, I was always more into cross-punk uh, and death and thrash metal. And then black metal a little bit, just, like, you know, some of the classic stuff. But there is, like, you know, death metal, black metal and, like, uh, doom and stuff like that. Is like, I can't listen to it too much because, like, I already tend to be very uh, pessimistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, i rather listen to something that's, uh, that's got, like, a... Um, a uh, little less depressive and a little more heavy um, with heavier riffs. You know what I mean? I like to listen with stuff with cool riffs.
0: Okay. Uh, now, I, d- thanks Thanks for, for sharing all that. A couple more questions for you, and I'll, I'll let you get on, on your way. Uh, your guy's lead single off of Mortal here is Stench of Decay. What made you decide to pick pick that one track, track three here well then
1: it's not necessarily the single is like uh for us it's like the way we we do it usually we premiere three songs
0: okay and usually
1: the first one that we premiere is the uh shorter one okay it happened with blood offerings too we premiered the shadows and light usually the first one we that we throw out is like a short shorter more direct more easy kind of song you know what i mean And then usually when we premiere songs, the second song usually is one of the more like mid-tempo, a little more uh, complex songs. Then the last one that we're gonna premiere soon is actually the song that we all believe is the strongest one in the album. Okay. So if okay. there is if there is, a, if there is something that has been kind of like pointed out from us or uh, Scotty from Tank Crimes as the single, really is not this is not Tank Decay. It would be like the the next one to come out it's called Your Hell.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, now, and for for people listening to this, you can go on uh, Tank Tank Crimes. Uh, this is going to be for people like myself. It's on, it's on vinyl. There's, you guys got new merch and stuff everywhere. It's, it's, it's everywhere. You guys got a yeah. Uh,
1: we got uh, the Ten sells their stuff on the merch, uh, merch table online, and like yeah. they have our records. And we have an exclusive uh, LP on our Bandcamp, necro.bandcamp.com, together with all our other merch and T-shirts and stuff.
0: Yeah, we's already looking at the pre-order God, You guys are doing very well on Bandcamp looking at this. But yeah, this 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 pre-order this this exclusive purple purple looks slick.
1: Yeah, it's really cool and we we only have a few left on the store. That's oh. going to be gone soon.
0: Well, I'm buying one right right now. Um, so, well, well, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff uh, going on in the world right now, and I was, I was I was browsing Reddit the other day, and I saw a camp campaign that was launched uh, by your yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong. A anti racism camp campaign, right?
1: Yes, correct. The metal yeah.
0: versus racism. Yeah, metal versus racism. I want to, want to give you the floor here. Anything you want to say say about that, bud?
1: Well, it's something that I started with uh, the help of um, Eric from uh, Gate Creeper, guitar player of Gate Creeper. We became really good friends on our last tour. We already knew each other, but like, and, uh, yeah, it just involves like people in the metal community, uh, both from the fans and the bands talking about their experience with racism and, uh, and, uh, you know, taking a clear stand against it. And, uh, I feel it's like a responsibility for the musicians to do so, especially. And, uh, it's a responsibility for everybody to, like, you know, listen and learn from the experiences of, like, you know, the people of color, which are the ones, like, you know, that are actually <clears throat> struggling right now. Like, they have been for the longest time, and it's like, I think in in any uh, avenue of our community, we should be talking about this, and we should be listening and learning. Because, unfortunately, we are all born in this world and this society that is kind of as racism ingrained into it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, a person of color is more likely to get arrested. Is more likely to be harassed. Is more likely to, to be victim of violence. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it is not just talks. It's like, it has been like that for a while. And like, most of us, they're like, you know, they have small behaviors that they are ultimately unacceptable without even knowing it. And it's like, uh, we have to start from the perspective that we have all grown up in this society that has told us things that are wrong. And so we need to all uh, be have the humility of of actually listening, you know what i mean in yeah. in, in metal like in in any other avenue of life or like you know you always have to listen to to the to the minority or to the person who the people who are suffering, you know especially when it 's a whole group of people that is suffering more than another, you know usually there is something behind that is really wrong and it's like it's important to address it it's important to learn about it, like we want them. Mm, you know the metal punk community, all, all this extreme music has born for like you know, I mean, for people that don't feel comfortable in society, that don't feel comfortable maybe with their family, that they don't feel comfortable in like these structures that they're like you know imposed on us, and like so we find this music very appealing and we make a life around it. You know what I mean? We go to shows, we create our communities, our friends, and all of that around it. And it's like, it should be a welcoming place for everybody, regardless of your color of skin or beliefs or religion or whatever the fuck, or gender or size. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like the moment the moment we make it less accessible for a certain category or another one, we're doing something wrong. And from there, it's not, you know, the first person who misses out from it is the person who, of color who eventually feels uncomfortable going to certain shows because they know they attract certain kind of people. And ultimately, was we all we all miss out? You know what I mean? Because there's less people at the shows, less people supporting the scene, less people of color that eventually will start a metal band, and eventually they don't feel like it because they're like, oh, I don't want to play live shows. You know what I mean? And all that comes with it. You know, and
0: and, uh, and, look, we, and this, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead ben. No, no, it's
1: impo- It's just important
0: to like. You
1: know, oh, it is. I that there is a problem. I
0: was I was talking to uh, another staff member here on at, at nine circles. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's sad in 2020 that we have to be saying fuck race, racism and all that. It's, it's, it's just sad. You would, you would think with social media and great ideas and, and world views and societies from all over the world and different people, you know, you some of that should unify the world, uh, there's there's still blatant racism that that goes on. Like, the fact that we still, like, for example, you, know, you mentioned with the black community, or we mentioned, like, we have to still talk about fucking Nazis in 2020. That's fucking bullshit. I know. Well, <laughs>
1: unfortunately, it's the reality, especially, like, you know, not only in the United States, if you look at what's happening in countries like, ukraine or places like that there is really like a, a huge comeback of this kind of hateful ideologies, and it's like it's so easy to feed aid to people you know what i mean yep it's so easy to create an enemy that doesn't exist and make people upset about it like you know what i mean they always create these these, these enemies that they're like you know what i mean like when when they're uh attacking the immigrants or like they're attacking a certain group of people and they're like this is the reason why you have problems and it's like they keep distracting people you know what i mean telling them about these imaginary enemies because it's like even in california like i see it and it's like the immigrants here from from mexico central north and south america is like they work so hard they really work so hard and they do so many of the jobs that nobody wants to do and it's, like, lots of them, they also come from, like, cultures that, like, you know, they teach them to be happy. And like, these PUCP, these people working their ass and they're often laughing and in a better mood than lots of more privileged people. And, like, and uh, it's absurd that, like, you know, they they need to point their fear at immigrants to cover up the real problems, you know, what the main of these countries and, like, and it's like, there is always like, you know, this, this imaginary enemy. And the next one is the protester. You know what I mean? Right now the enemy that they're using is these protesters and like, they're telling people that like, you know, these people are barbaric, uh, barbaric people that they're destroying the cities and whatnot. And now they're using that to like, you know, implement new regulations. And like, you know, even what they did with Antifa saying that anybody who can be associated with Antifa can be arrested as a terrorist and charged as a terrorist. So it's like, you know, since anybody can be Antifa, there is no way not to prove that you're not. They pretty much pass the law that allows them to treat any citizen however they want. So it's like, to me, it's like, you know, they always create these enemies. And right now, it's like, you know, with the excuse of like, oh, we need to protect our cities from this, you know, these protesters that they're like, you know, breaking everything and whatnot. And it's like, you know, they concentrate the people always on these imaginary, enemy because like the protesters are not the enemy, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yep. And and it's like, you know, they always use an imaginary enemy to take your freedoms away. You know what I mean? Because they're building that big ass wall with Mexico. And guess what? I mean, for the way we're treating the coronavirus and how shitty things are going, one day we're going to be the one eventually the one trying to fucking jump that wall to go live in Mexico.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, Look, I, uh, I I tell you what, that's a excellent message in the uh, Metalverse Racism uh, channel here on YouTube. Got you, uh, name it, name a band, Alex Skolnick here, Matt, Matt Pike, you've had uh, everybody, uh, who's who. Uh,
1: no, incredible, yeah, no, it was incredible because it's like we started it like, you know, let's see what happens, and then in a the matter of a few days, it's like, you know, we know of some a lot of people in the music business so we were able between me and Eric to like spread the message pretty well you know what I mean we sent like a few 10 or 15 messages telling you know other people from other bands to also do the work of contacting more people yeah so like it's been like a a shared effort but he has definitely given more results than expected you know what I mean and hopefully hopefully he's doing something good so you know what if it
0: if it gets shared and us us talking about it, it's done its part. If it gets shared by one, that 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 turns into five and ten, and hey, it job, job. Absolutely,
1: done. and we're still working on it. We just posted a new one yesterday. It's it's still happening.
0: You know, but but you know what? Look, I've said you know, sad to say, I I don't think in our our lifetime we'll ever see the end of it, which is sad to say. But you know what? The, well, that, that doesn't mean we won't stop doing everything that, that, that we we can.
1: We, that you can, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, the, the change has to come, you know, for, for yourself. Each person is responsible of their own actions. Excellent of, way so.
0: of putting that. Like, like me, I'm a father to a little, little girl. The, the change I'm responsible for is making sure I pass on good morals and values to, to her. So,
1: Absolutely, totally. And also, like, you know, we need to get used to stand up for each other. That's what's important. Yeah, that's oh, what's important when you recognize that something wrong is happening to actually do something about it. Because if the community does matter, and it's like, and it's like we it's something that we forget, especially we're living in a country that is so based on the individual, like the United States. You know, often we don't care about like you know anybody else that is not ourselves or our direct circle of friends or family.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And, look, I I would be remiss if if I also didn't mention, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw it come across Reddit the other day, too. Are you guys on the cover of Decibel Magazine coming up?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, we are, on the look, September issue.
0: Look look at that. Cover. Cover, guy, man. <laughs>
1: That's crazy, man. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? To me, it's like I always made a point of, like, it's like, um, I know that our music is good, you know what I mean, yeah. and I know that our dedication is cool, and uh, I think we deserve to be on the cover, you know. Oh, and I, I mean, totally like, agree. I've been around a lot, I've seen a lot of shows, I've seen tons of bands, and it's like, you know, I I've seen bands on that same cover that I think they're not better than
0: us. <laughs> like, so, you know, I, you, level, no, so no, I, really I love like.
1: it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's
0: I have, uh, uh, appreciate a band, and you are buying by no no means cocky. I just I respect and appreciate somebody who, I guess, knows their product.
1: I am a little cocky, man. I have to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it's that's also been you know this is like you know uh, the problem is that it's like uh, it has been part of our attitude since the beginning. You know what I mean? Of like, we're going to practice more than anybody and we're going to sound sicker than everybody. That okay. was always in our mind. You know what I mean? That was always <laughs> like, yes, yes. And then we will go to a show and we're going to be like, we're going to be the heaviest band of the night. It doesn't matter if we're opening. You know what I mean? We've always yeah. had that mentality of like, we want to be the, the best ones. But also no. because it's like, it's like, it's also because it's like our music is raw and it's to the point. You know what I mean? And it's straightforward. Yes. And it's like, you know, we've always felt that like, we have a way to be very direct with our fans when we play live. You know, we're able to interact with our crowd and like bring a powerful, you know, a powerful show that is like honest and is like uh, is not like sometimes you see bands that like you know they I've seen it like being on tour with lots of bands, even bigger bands. They repeat the same exact sentences in between songs every night. It's almost like they're following a script. And it's like, when you see it every, and it works, you know what I mean? It works great. Every night is a different crowd. But like, when you travel with them and you see them do that every night, I'm like,
0: don't they get bored of it? <laughs> yeah, don't you, <laughs> get, don't you get bored of just reading this, this script every night, saying the same thing? Just going, and to me, it's uh, like, you know, to me,
1: every show, every show is different. You know what I mean? To me, every show is a different crowd, is different energy. I'm in a different mood and like uh, whatever is going on, it's like the show is going to be unique every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like to us, it's like we have confidence in what we can do. And now we have more confidence than ever because we have actually put down a lot of work. So it's like now we can get on any stage and be like, you know, we have no problem whatsoever. We know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's same same with recording, same with writing a new album, same... With everything, we're just getting more and more confident. And uh, for us, it's like, you know, we we like the style that we play. That is like, you know, it definitely is the more punk and the more primal uh, side of death metal.
0: Definitely.
1: So Mm. it's like, for us, it's like, we also kind of carry that flag in a sense. You know what I mean? When we're like going around playing with a lot of like, you know, very technical or very... Complicated bands and like you know, we still feel like you know we still feel we're, we're like the punks At the show that are gonna fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: growing up back in I last 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 question and I'll let you go. Growing up though, were you a fan of I? I have to know because now you play This brutal death metal. <laughs> but were you ever a fan of fellow countrymen Rap City back in the the day? what? Are you a fan of fellow countrymen Rhapsody back when you were growing up, the power metal band? It, it, no, I don't know. Is <laughs> it a okay. power
1: metal band?
0: Yes. Oh, no,
1: I, I really don't. Uh, I, I barely like, now people are going to hate me for this, but it's like I barely like Iron Man. Really? really? Yeah. I'm oh. More of like a, I'm, I've always been more of like a Venom motorhead. Okay. Like, like you know, I I always like shit to sound like more rock.
0: Okay. 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 So it's like, yeah,
1: I'm not a big power metal fan. Or uh, okay. Can, not. can we maybe uh, agree on like Dio? Do you like him? Maybe no. I do like <laughs> I, I do like Dio, but like uh, you're not gonna hear me listening to Dio at my house. If I hear <laughs> if I'm at a, if, if no for real, if I'm at the bar or whatever, I, yeah. I love. If, if there is heavy metal in the, and I'm drinking a beer in the bar, or, or yeah. it's great, fantastic. I love you're it. you're
0: not throwing Dio on by, by yourself. No. No, I'm okay. not. Okay, well... my I, I have a lot, lot of respect, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm telling you what, brother. This has been one of the best interviews I've ever done, brother. Uh, Mortal comes out August 28th. Uh, please, sophomore release from the, the crowd, do yourself a favor, everyone listening to this. Buy this album. Su- su- support these guys. Uh, support the metal verse racism movement that Luca and the guys are uh, having going on U- YouTube now and uh, Luca, I'll give you the floor. You can say anything final. You, you want, bud. Oh, say, no, man. Thank you very you much want. for having
1: me. And man, I hope we can get back to play shows and, uh, soon, but like, I know it's going to be a while. So it's like, you know, if anybody loves what we're doing, fucking, you know, just buy the record, you know what I mean? It's like if, if another time you would have just listened to it on Spotify, it's like right now bands like us that we're not like, you know, we're, we're we're getting bigger, but we're not a big band by any means. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like uh, for us, it's important to be able to, to survive until we can play shows again, because bands like us, they survive through playing live. You know more yep. than you know more than the records, but we do have records for sale that you can buy directly from the band on our Bandcamp or T-shirts and stuff like that. And right now for us, it's like you know it's a great help if you actually buy our music instead of just listening to it on on Spotify or YouTube or whatever.
0: I really yep, that's that please again. That was necrot.bandcamp.com. It's on the Tank Crimes merch merch table site. Uh, we'll put all those in the show notes here. Luca, I really appreciate But also, you. like, you know, I want to also
1: tell, you know, because we also know that our fans, who, who they are, and it's like I also want to send them out a message hoping that they're doing good and that they're, you know, keeping it together mentally. I understand, like, because this time has been really hard for a lot of people with mental issues, you know, and uh, yeah. lots of people that don't have also uh, the stability with money to, you know, just just relax and, and you know, and wait it out. So nothing, I just wanted to, like, you know, say hi to all our fans that are going through a hard time and tell them, like, you know, to just, just keep it together and do whatever it takes to make yourself happy right now. Because it's, like, uh, the, the the crisis is real, and, like, the our mental abilities of keeping keeping it together and don't fall into, like, a deep depression or whatnot, is like, you know, they're limited. So it's, like, and I know that lots of people that listen to death metal and fucked up music, like we do, is like, they also have, like, you know, probably had a fucked up life, or I'm sure they're not like sitting on, on a million dollars in a swimming pool. So, like, I just wanna, I just wanna say that I hope that everybody's doing alright and to stay strong and keep it together and do whatever you need to do to keep your mind straight. That's it.
0: I couldn't have said it better, my myself. Luca, thank thank you for the time and during these times again to so you and your your family and friends, please keep staying staying safe.
1: All right, brother. You you okay, stay safe, two minutes and uh, thank you thank you I again see- for the interview.
0: Certainly my brother. Thank you.